it's been long enough. I'm sure every single person out there in the world, all of them, they want to know what our 2017 Game of the Year was. We're going to be talking about that, as well as some very surprising uh, bits of news from the world of the ongoing RPG and things of that nature. It's Inventory Full, and it starts right now. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Hello, everybody. We listen to the soothing sounds of 2018's hottest release. That is the Division 1.8 update, which released in December 2017. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to Inventory Full. Uh, thanks again to the fine folks of the Popcorn Talk Network for giving us an extended slot this time. We're going to be at, coming at your face for a little bit longer than usual because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm one of your hosts, the Internet's Mark B. Donica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. But I'm not alone. I got these wonderful folks sitting next to me, starting with Nate Miller. What's up, nerds? Nate Miller here. You can find me on all social media at Dog Like Nate. And Stacey Shuttleworth. Hey, guys. I'm Stacey Shuttleworth. You can find me all over the place, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, at Stacey Shuttles. Yo, so, Yo. no joke. We were we were looking a little bit at, at you know, what, what sort of music are we playing? What's what's the hype goodness right now? And it's The Division. This is, Okay, so The Division came out 2015? 16. 16. Okay. De- and yet... Uh, due to the shortcomings of a, a, a little game that you may have heard of called Destiny 2, people are drawn back to The Division. Nate, you started well, playing this weekend. Tell yeah, I mean, it. to tell the story, we have to go back in time, right? So Destiny, time. Destiny 1 is out. There's not a lot of looter shooters for competition. Uh, Borderlands, arguably. It's, uh, it's not really an MM. It doesn't have that MMO aspect, mm. so I think mm. that's why I wouldn't include that in argument. Um, so Destiny 1 is out. Everybody's playing Destiny. You know, we like it. We kind of like it because they want to... Ooh. Back ooh. in time. Back oh, in time. yeah. One more. There we go. Yeah, okay. Now we're here. We're back. Now we're back in time. It's 2016. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Destiny 1 is on its, you know, almost last leg. It's gotten a lot better as it's improved. Um, but The Division was announced with that awesome trailer at E3 mm-hmm. and the massive hype around it. Uh, and yeah, I picked it up with uh, a couple of my friends, and we played, you know, the majority of the base content through the missions and stuff, um, and got towards what is like the end game. Uh, and it was just kind of boring. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. There wasn't like the the enemies were too bullet spongy. There was not a lot of stuff to do outside of just replaying the same missions. Uh, there wasn't a lot of variety. Uh, it just kind of fizzled out and went away. Um, I ended up going back to Destiny a little bit. Uh, and yeah, and that was that kind of that. And then, you know, then another little game called Destiny 2 came out. Uh, another looter shooter. What's it called? Uh, it, it's called... I, I'm, I was about to say something really bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Destiny 2 comes out. You know, all of us shooter-looter fans, whatever, jump on because we love Destiny. It's fun. Uh you know, the cycle repeats itself. We were upset with what we ended up getting, feeling like we got less than what was originally there. And, uh, yeah, so I'm hanging out with my Destiny friends in the Destiny community, and I just start hearing people talk about The Division. And, like, I never bought the DLC, so whether there was definitely content that I never got to play. Yeah. Uh, part of it was because it, like, I quit, like, just before the first DLC came out, so it wasn't even there. Uh, and two, wow. yeah. And so was, that, just, was that even before, while well, you had to queue... Like physically queue. Yeah. Yep, in that was the before one point six. Wow. Yeah, so okay. that was that was launch. So that it was it was pretty rough, um, but yeah. So I just heard you know through Reddit and different communities that there was a huge free update because I was aware of the DLC and I was aware that there were people still playing the game mm-hmm. uh, and that the game was you know 
people were saying the game was much better than it was before. Um, but now, with the new 1.8 system that they put out, they kind of revamped a lot, like the whole loot system, the way experience works. They added uh, caches, which are it's kind of like a like a bright Ingram thing mm-hmm. where you've hit level cap, you're still getting experience, and when you hit what would be your level, you get you know what is essentially a loot box that you open up and it's got loot in there for you so it's a nice incentive that like literally anything you do will get you you know stuff that you need mm-hmm. you'll get upgrades there are specific things that will get you specific items um, but for the most part but you still get stuff yeah you're not limited in what you do you yeah. can you can even just run down the street and just kill people that spawn and eventually somebody <laughs> will drop you know gear for you yeah they also added a great uh system called world tiers so mm-hmm. they split up the uh you know, the they have they use gear score in that game. Like wow, gear score is basically the same thing as light level. Oh, okay. It looks at your gear and the stats oh, and I, says I effectively okay. your level is, you know, whatever it is. So they have gear score in this game and they separate they call them world tiers, and they're basically just different instances of the main map mm-hmm. um, that have level brackets for for the different gear zones. So as you get new gear, and then you get, oh, now I'm in the next one. So when you get to the top, which is world tier 5, which I think it's like 256, uh, from there is where the real end game starts. And that's when you start grinding for different sets. And, like, you know, the thing that we lost in Destiny, the random rolls, this, like, the possibility of a god roll, like, things to actually farm for, where, like, I got this gun, but there's a better version of that gun. I could still try to farm for things mm-hmm. like that are what made Destiny One so fun, and them having that in this game I think is why a lot of people are are coming from the Destiny crowd to it because it fulfills that looter shooter fantasy, um, but also the RPG you know stat management things of that nature. The game does really really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I'm having a lot of fun. I picked up the DLC pass. I've been playing through uh, you know the Underground. They have a survival mode which is really cool where like. You, it's 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 kind of like they're a PUBG. Like okay. twenty players go into like a instanced world where it's like a terrible blizzard, and like you start with nothing. You have a handgun, and you just well, have to loop nothing. through the buildings and and right. But even like clothes. So yeah. the big thing is the temperature is oh, an yeah. issue. So, mm-hmm. so you have to craft you know warmer and warmer clothing so you don't freeze when you're outside. There's also hunger and like you get thirsty so you got to hide water too it's pretty interesting it's very complex and it's interesting also really to see kind of like what that game would have been like if it was more focused on the survival parts because mm-hmm. otherwise you know even though you're running around in a blizzard the entire time you couldn't care less about how cold it is right the clothes don't do anything what do you think um and 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 to that point like i've been playing some breath of the wild and there are colder areas where if you don't have the right clothes you start to freeze and you just lose health but i'm just loaded on food so i just eat i just keep eating and then i keep going and i'm like all right i got what i need to do teleport out and i'm like whatever no skin off my back um but do you think how much do you think the attention that is being brought back to the division will affect the future of the franchise because we're still reportedly getting the movie with jake gyllenhaal uh, and U- Ubi seems to be interested in this franchise, but do you think the Second Life will be offering any sort of a I don't, boon? I don't know. I, I, I honestly feel like this is one of those games... Like, you, we're seeing these AAA games and console games move in this direction of, like, these games as a service, like World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is they're not, they're not uh, attacking it the mm-hmm. same way. 
Um, the this idea of sequels, there's no WoW two, there's no WoW three. They built on what they had, and then they kept building, and they kept building. Then they, you know, redid the models and updated some stuff. Then they kept building and kept building. And if if they can do that, if they're planning on like a division two, I think that's the wrong move. Yeah, there needs to be if they can just do the division 2.0 maybe and it's still the same game you have to buy like a 40 dollar expansion or whatever but it's like a whole new map in like 12 new story new missions area, or something expand yeah. upon the survivability yeah. stuff raise the level cap like i think that's a much better direction to go than to try and you know cut it off and start brand new because mm. the thing is like this is one of the issues with destiny 2 you know my character in world of warcraft that i have played since vanilla I have the gear that, that I've had since some of the stuff is still in my bank. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I have all that stuff. I have that sense of progression because it's not like, all right, new expansions out. I got to roll a new character and like start all new. No, you have the same person and you move on. So with Destiny, even though we, you know, our our guardians kind of went through, like we lost all our loot, you know, yeah. everything changed. Like it just it doesn't feel concurrent. It doesn't feel like you're part of like a story or anything like that. The only thing I want to say though is I, I, I kind of hope that they don't do that division movie because I, I know that they're already going to, but I think it's going to be bad and I think it's going to have a negative impact. Because the thing is, I mean, I can't speak for myself. I have some friends that were like, oh, this division story is really interesting. I don't think it's interesting. I think it's awful. <laughs> I don't, I don't find it interesting at all. I, we, we played through the mission and now I'm redoing some of the missions and hearing some of the dialogue and being like, oh, I didn't even notice that before. I didn't even know there was a story in that game. So. I I wouldn't if I was them I would not focus on that part too much and I would just try to like focus on the mechanics RPG like grind fest that they have created because that is exactly what players want it it rewards you for being hardcore for for putting in the overtime to get all this crazy stuff mm-hmm. but at the same time you could be a casual player and you can still have fun you can still get gear you're not going to be on the same level as those guys but that's how it should be that that's that's what's missing from destiny 2 is that that skill gap mm-hmm. they dumbed it down so that anybody could walk into the raid anybody could get raid gear anybody can collect tokens which are trash so they just ruin all of the fun of the loot of like working towards something i remember world of warcraft and vanilla i never got tier three i never got into naxxaramas i just saw other people with it and it mm-hmm. was badass and if i did get one piece i would have lost my mind i would have been so excited so there there are two things two things i want to glean from that one i definitely agree with you on um destiny one seeing people walk around with a certain thing a certain level a certain light a certain whatever just yeah. going like oh i want to i like, like the it, osiris gear yeah in destiny one but, but seeing Ooh, but seeing that stuff that... walk around sort of made the whole tagline of like create your legend yeah it's just like oh who's that guy yeah oh i want to have gear like that guy whereas now it's like oh what what's everybody running this week oh, okay yeah i guess i'll run that too i have three of those and four whatever um, and second of all, Stacy, I wanted to ask you just because we both uh, had the pleasure of experiencing uh, the Assassin's Creed movie and enjoying it. Yeah. So well, you watch it in mouth. So um, as as a fan of the franchise and sort of bringing back some of those those feelings, some of those thoughts from the movie, how how do you think uh, a division movie or a division other media would benefit the the game? 
or how do you think it could? I mean, as a whole, I'm I'm a fan of this kind of multimedia crossing platforms and kind of bringing you know movies, TV, different different formats into the mix to kind of enhance the experience. Mm-hmm. But it does have to be done very carefully. We've seen and. I think what Assassin's Creed got right about it was they didn't do a direct adaptation. Like, they didn't tell us Ezio's story. Ezio's story. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> I mean, yes, I would too, Ezio but they would story. probably ruin it. Just, like, yeah. I would yeah. I would be really stoked for it and then also really afraid that they would just completely destroy it. Mm-hmm. And so by not copying what has already been done in movie format, I think that kind of opened up to kind of bring these interesting arches back and forth between the game series and then this movie series that they're developing. Hmm. And are they making more of those movies? The Assassin's Creed movies? Yeah. There there's they're still reportedly making a second oh, one because no. it made it it was financially <laughs> successful not by a lot, yeah. but it did <laughs> a lot of the stuff <laughs> the 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 movie itself as well as the merchandise and and the how it affected sales of the Assassin's Creed the games. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean at least with that like there's a universe, right? There's like it's almost like Star Wars, where like there's things that we know to be true about that universe, mm-hmm. and that we're going to look for that. But it doesn't necessarily have to be the same story that we've seen before. Yeah. Well, I think for the division, yeah. you, do do they ever do, are any of the story missions about the actual event? I mean, a little bit. You get like some backstory here and there about what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so that if you make but again, the, the, again about the creation, I've of... replayed these missions mm. like dozens of times. I haven't even played it that much. I still have like I think like eighty hours or something mm-hmm. into it, um, and I I could barely tell you what the story is. Like there's there is there is a story there. There's just not much of it. It's almost like the Destiny thing because they have like these echoes and stuff that are spread around the map, mm-hmm. and like you find them, and then you activate it, and it shows you kind of like a recreation of some event that happened there. It's usually like somebody getting shot or something like that, and so from that you can get some story. And like there is a main, there's like a main guy, I forget his name, who was who was like a division agent who. That's a, uh, it's it's great, great yeah, great word. I'm really sucked in by the story, as you can tell. Riveted, uh, yeah, <laughs> just tell. totally riveted. Yeah, he be like betrays the division or something, and you're supposed to catch him. And he's like the bad guy, but you never catch him. He always gets just away. Like, yeah, that kind of thing. Skin in your teeth. I, I, yeah. Um. So, uh, just because it's such a huge story, we're gonna go back to the uh, Destiny 2's attempt to fix itself and talk a little bit about what we've been playing, uh, like we are known to do. Uh, Stacy, is th- is this? Still all the stuff you've been playing? Uh, was that from last week? Most of it's from last week. Okay. I, I played a lot of the same stuff again, but I did add a couple of new things. Like what? Um, so <laughs> the group that I regularly game with, we picked up a game called Life is Futile. Oh, my God. Why yeah. What is, okay, I saw yeah. I saw that you streamed it. What is yeah, that? So you don't know what that is, really? I don't know what Life is Futile is. Yikes. It's kind of like Rust, except Lucky in you. feudal times. <laughs> and it's it's literally just you grind and you build things and you make a little life for yourself on this islandy area. And so we all started. And it, it's 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 a lot of grinding. Oh, yeah. It's like you sit there, you dig up the soil, and then you flatten out the earth, and then you have to collect wood and chop the wood and then build a house with it. So is it is it's like a realistic feudal Minecraft yeah. sort of a thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like um, hyper-realistic. Yeah. So like seven days without seven days to die without the zombies. I haven't played that game. Okay, sure. but it's similarly. Yeah. So you you play on servers and the, you can set slightly different rules so they can speed up daytime and nighttime things mm-hmm. like that. Um, slight, you know, quality of life adjustments. 
Uh, so we were there. We probably spent about an hour and a half or so trying to build up um, a little hut. And then I found a castle, and we took that over instead. Yeah. All right. That's a good, that's a good damn story. <laughs> so, you know, Why if build it when you back, can take it from somebody else? Yeah, exactly. so if someone comes back onto that server and discovers that I've now taken over their castle, I'm very sorry. Except I'm not, because it was a really cool castle. <laughs> uh, Lucifer in chat. Hey, what's up? Uh, it's like Feudal Ark. Yeah. yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ark is just rust. So I don't know yeah. which one came first, but yeah, there it's needs to be a dinosaur. The we need a good yeah. uh, genre descriptor for that type of game. I don't know if it's a survival I mean, it's game, realistic I survival. Guess. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. survival simulator kind of a thing. I guess. Yeah, I think that would kind of fit hmm. the genre. But it's uh, you know it's it's feudal era, so it's not no guns, no things that I don't like to play with in games. Anyways, mm-hmm. so you get a bow and arrow, you get an axe to chop down trees, and you build you build your own little life, and you ride horses everywhere. And you can go back and watch that stream. It's in our right. uh, it's in our <laughs> video on demand. We're gonna run that again pretty soon. I did get myself stuck in a roof. It's stuck on a, in a roof in a roof. So inside of the a game roof. inside of a roof. Clever. Uh, yeah, I I'm, I was running away from a wolf. Okay, and I got stuck on a roof. Okay. Like really stuck. Yeah, but how are you running from a wolf and then I gotta get up on this roof? Okay. Or so, down to this roof. So what actually I think the game actually glitched because I had I had a little home and okay. I was out in the woods behind my home cutting down trees when a wolf attacked me. So I very quickly teleported back to my home. So I landed on top of my home instead of inside of it. Uh. At which point I slid down the roof and got stuck between my roof and the roof next to me. This, this is why people think gamers are weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a very exciting moment. It really was. Sounds like a good well, man, when I, te- when I tell people that my chickens can poop uranium in Minecraft, they look at me like I'm a normal, well-adjusted person. No, they don't. Christmas was weird. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> um, so, it, what is Life is Feudal? Is that... Is that free to play? Is that no? It's twenty dollars on Steam. Is it early access? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's it is early access. It's unofficial early access. Unofficial. <laughs> the, game been out. Telling, the game has been no, out for. It's not been out for a long time. They just got. I think they just got Steam support. I think is the thing. Is why. Okay. That that might be it. Yeah. I don't know. It, New to Steam. I, yeah. I enjoy it a lot. And I right. probably will continue playing it when I have some hours to kill. I feel nothing, like that's definitely pressured. a game that you want to play with people. I don't know if I. Am I Silence. Right? Is that no? Like you a, have to play it with people. Yeah. yeah no. It would have been fun no fun. Laughing. If yeah. I didn't have a bunch of people. Because then you're with just me. you're just working. You're just farming. Like, yeah. No. Like, literally just working it's so, it's so without getting paid. You what? pay to work. Yeah. You have to buy yeah. the game. Basically. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward. Um, some friend of ours. Some friends of ours uh, might be getting a, a Minecraft server, and we might be doing just a big old stream party of, mm, of Sky nice. Factory, and I'm I'm looking forward to that if that's the thing that I happens. Thinking about picking up Minecraft. I never really played. It's like one of my favorite things about it is the the base game. Whether you want to be creative or whether you want to just go and slay monsters, it's fun. It's it's just ter- honestly, I like it. The look is what does it for me. It just looks. I don't want to say childish, mm-hmm. but I that's that's the biggest the been the biggest hurdle for me. And even then, like I've seen like some of the crazy things that people have made, and mm-hmm. it's spectacular. And like even like the way that you can like engineer stuff with the blocks, like that's 
crazy from a design standpoint. I think that's really cool and cr- like really creative that people have come up with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I, I couldn't, I you couldn't also, sit there and stare at those blocks. Like you if, download graphics like a, packs, yes. smooth it out, yes, and and, <laughs> and, and enhance the look if, and the light. If I can do that, I'll, you can. I will probably play it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I can yeah. get heavily modded. <laughs> heavily modded. Yo, people were laughing Heavy at me modded. when I was looking at that the the pretty update that they announced for for the Xbox One version. I was like, yes. And people were like, what? Like, who cares? And I was like, it looks great. And like, but it's Minecraft. Who cares? Yeah. I do. Um, anything else you were playing, Stace? Uh, I finished Pyre last night. Oh, Yay. I did. Good. It. Now you don't have. I, I kind of got You're in the free. Groove. You're free to ascend. I did. But nobody has chosen you to ascend. Oh no, um, you're too good. We need you here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I powered through that. I kind of got in a groove and, a groove and just got through it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it picks up the pace a lot towards the end. So you're like, okay, 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 okay. Here we go. <laughs> just uh, diving it? into it. How how long do you do you think you played it? Like total? Uh, I actually looked on my Steam count. It's mm-hmm. about fourteen hours. Fourteen. Um, mm-hmm. I spent five hours playing it yesterday. To For NBA Jam, that's not so. bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, t- uh, would would recommend? Would you recommend that to, to folks out yes, there? Yes, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. and um, for a combat system that I am just naturally not good at, I could still manage it and still, you know, it was it's still playable for someone who may or may not uh, be able to handle that kind of playstyle very <laughs> well. And the story is absolutely beautiful, and just the emotional connection it forges is great. I'm I'm about it. I need to. Well, now that you're done with it, I can probably play it a little bit more openly. Yes. Um. Man, I didn't play much this week, but some some of it is going to come back up in uh, when when we get into our game of the year wait, talk. Wait, wait, what about the other game you started playing? Oh, this I week? did. I started playing another game today. What did you start playing? Today? I started playing Shadow of War. Yeah, was that Shadow of War? That was Shadow of you, War. I have already caused a lot orcs. of trouble. I don't know. It could have been flipping two towers for the PS2. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think you need to go back and look at what that game looks like. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> I mean, that screenshot wasn't great, but it wasn't that yeah, bad. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> really? Yikes. I thought, I thought you go for the Return of the King game? I thought you took it off of your... Well, two tires were better. I thought you'd take it off of another... You took it with one phone and then took the picture off of the phone. <laughs> and then that was what you posted. No offense. I mean, but, I guess I uploaded it to Facebook and then stole it off of Facebook. So the quality is real bad at Facebook, that point. Facebook, they throttle that stuff. Yeah, because who needs screen caps? No one. Ever. Uh, it's the share button on the PlayStation 4 controller. But uh, what, what do you what do you think of Shadow War so far? It's really fun. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, what are you taking to the most? Fighting all the orcs. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's kind of the game. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've. How far you, are you into? The I game? am in the first city still. I'm yeah. very You're still early in the, in the first game, act, so yeah. I can't I can't actually take over orcs yet yeah. at this point, right? Like I keep it. trying to do it, and it's like, no, you can't do that. Right Stop it. <laughs> So oh, yeah, spoiler. so I'm, I'm Are going you a to do that. Lord of the Rings lore person? Yeah, so I'm my my lore is a little spotty. Okay. Um, but yes, I I am pretty familiar with most of the. So, how do you feel about? I feel like this is in the trailer, so I don't think it's a spoiler. But minor, minor spoiler. If anybody's <laughs> going to play the game, it's we're talking about the first act. I mean, not the first this year, but go no, ahead. Like the, literally the first cutscene. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Shelob, the spider, who is yeah. the spider yeah. in the movie. Oh, yeah, okay, she tra- she transforms into like a woman, and like and then she yeah yeah. The she, first couple times they said her name, I was like, no, no, they're not talking yeah. about that. Shelob, yeah. just they're, a spider. 
What? No, I no. mean technically no. Quote, quote just no. a spider. Even then, well, she's not a spider technically woman. Technically <laughs> no. Her mother is like a god who made the decision to be a spider. She like could have. Cho- the implication is that she could have chosen any form. So they're extrapolating from that to say that because she loves her daughter, that she also could choose a different form. Also, they make mm-hmm. her like she seems like incredibly powerful too. But then also, this is the game that made. You know, Callum Brimbor from just the guy who stroked the forge to the Bright Lord. So, you know, yeah, I'm curious to, to get your steps. thoughts as you get deeper into that game. Yeah, so far it's fun. I'm I'm looking forward to spending more time with it. So. Yeah, it's like a it's like a mixture of Assassin's Creed and like Batman. That's that's what I like. Arkham games. That, yeah. That's what I told people about the first game. Yeah, in yeah. this in it's this city so especially, good. very yeah. Assassin's Creed oh, feels. And then just seeing um, what's it called before they take it over? It's not Sirith Ungol. It's uh. Uh, I forget. Uh, you're you're a lot deeper than I. Am. Yeah, but when yeah. they're when they're sieging that city, which late, later becomes Minas Morgul, like oh my god, that was so yeah. cool to see that because you, I mean, you never the only other time we see is in the movies, and it's by that point it's already completely taken over by the yeah. Wraiths. Mm-hmm. So to see it as like a human city still, like being oh man, that was so cool. The, I, le- I the love level designs in that game so far awesome. they've been beautiful they're, like, they're so cool but when you get to like the other parts of the map too a little bit of diversity and terrain and stuff but like just the way the castles and like forts and stuff are laid out it's just it just feels really cool mm. yeah. oh, damn it. I'm looking forward now, to opening that up it's coming it's not going anywhere yeah. now uh, there, there needs to be more games that all four of us have played uh, <laughs> not rough. just PUBG which now after the 1.0 release uh, I gave I, I tried just optimizing as much as I could with my subpar system and I think I can actually have a decent go at a game of PUBG and and uh, I was playing on the new map it was thrilling and terrifying <laughs> especially hearing the boop boop of Nate going hey are you playing <laughs> It's like I'm just testing stuff out. I just I need to I need to do this. Do you remember where you dropped? No, not at all. Okay. No. Um I ended up at a factory for a little bit and then just to escape uh an airdrop or or, or uh airstrike. Um and then <laughs> for no reason. I was like, this is strategic. Airstrikes were going, so I threw a grenade in an opposite direction and then ran the opposite way. I like it. I don't know. What'd you think of the new uh red zone sounds? The artillery. It's too spooky. It's, it's the first time I heard it. I was especially terrified. It, it, out. It, it rained down upon me in one of the areas that I was at. I was like, ah, just stay, just yeah. hang out. The worst part is just when you hear the when you hear them firing the and then you up oh, here it comes, here it comes, and they come sailing in. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah, some of the other stuff I want to talk about, we'll we'll go a little bit more into when we talk about the game of the year, which is just about here. But hey, um, a game that neither of us have been playing, that none of us have been playing, um, Destiny 2 announced their uh, a rough roadmap for the year ahead. Might I say, on the same day that I started playing Division. <laughs> <laughs> Moments it? after I bought the DLC pack to double down, they're like, by the way... This announcement's coming out today. Guys, oh come back, so, come back. Please. So I, 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 I copied down the whole <laughs> ten, thing. 10,000 pages. It's three and a half pages of stuff without pictures. <clears throat> um, I'm not, I'm not going to go through everything, but uh, just to start off, does that, or well, first to answer the question, Lucifer and Chad, I keep hearing about PUBG. Yes, that's the one that's like H1Z1 King of the Kill. Give that one a try. Uh, but does does all of this, does any of this do anything for you? 
I mean, yes and no. It's so much of it is too little, too late. Like the ranked system sounds really cool, and a lot of the, the seemingly small stuff is is what they timed out to like mm, fall, fall, fall or sooner. They say, which means fall. Yeah, that if that's the that's the timetable they're willing to announce, then that's probably what it's closer to be. The fact that PC clan chat is is that is going to take that much to. Enable, you would think that if they're trying to get all of this other stuff up and going and well, started. Well, there's no... I would, I would assume that there's no chat engine at all within the game. Yeah. So they have to... That has to be made from scratch. So mm-hmm. I understand that. Because they're starting with the PC tower, tower chat in February and then hopefully by spring... No, by... Yeah, by spring, they're saying. A general spring timeline is when they're going to get clan chat. But a lot of this stuff... Like, I was, I was off of Destiny... Like before all of the all of the changes happened, and I was hoping that the the Osiris DLC would help to be like, oh yeah, this game is fun. I'll toy around in the new areas for a little bit, and then fall off after a week or two. And I still haven't finished the story because I it, it wasn't interesting enough. Which is which is still just the mind the mind blowingest thing to me of how do you make a story about arguably the most interesting guardian in existence boring. They figured it out. Oh, did they figure it out? Um, but I agree. Too little, too late. A lot of this stuff makes it seem like they're reverting back to Destiny 1, like we were talking about before before we went on the air. And I'm willing just to wait until everything's implemented to give it another try. I don't know if I want to come back iteratively and see, oh, did they do it? Oh, not yet. Because that's, eh, that's not equally not as fun. <sighs> This sucks. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of money on Destiny Two. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of. I mean, it's just it's just a big letdown, you know. Like mm-hmm. even if they do add this stuff, like the way Osiris rolled out and what was included in that DLC is just unacceptable. And outs, like we haven't got any type of hey guys, you are loyal fans. We're sorry that we let you down. We thought we were doing the right thing. Have a free Bright Engram. One. How much does it cost them to give you a virtual thing that costs them literally nothing to make? It costs them nothing. Give us some silver dust. Give us an emote. Give us a salt emote for free to like, you know, give us something. Give us a legendary something. This is not how you treat your fans that have been like the dedicated fan base that stuck all the way through Destiny 1. You give them this steaming pile of shit. Then they're like, okay, I mean... We 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 kind of like it, but can you fix like this stuff? Tell and us how you this really is the feel. way they treat us. It's just not. It's just not okay. It's it's not cool. I don't. And... Know. I don't. I honestly don't know if it's enough. And even even if even if they do make it great, I think that I feel like the damage has already been done to Bungie's reputation, to the name of Destiny. Like it's just a joke. Even if you go back to like, I could I can see myself going back to play it at some point, but I can't see any of my friends going back to play it. Mm-hmm. And how much am I going to play by myself? I'll play for, like, what, five, ten hours, maybe, in total on the next expansion? Run through the story and be done, you know? Like, that's that's the thing, is even though I have the next expansion paid for, I don't know if I'm going to go back to it. Because I still have to finish Osiris in order to unlock that and then probably hit another level cap that I don't want to spend the time to get to. Brr. Yeah, And, 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 like... The, the nicest announcement for me was the rank system and adding seasons and had, adding the, you know, concurrent rank and then the season rank. Mm. Um, but again, it's just like too little too late. I didn't buy, as much as I enjoy Destiny 2 PvP, I didn't buy the game for PvP. I bought it for that balance of that RPG grind shooter looter that also has PvE in it. 
and the PVE rank system alone is not enough. I'm sorry, the PvP rank system is not enough to get me to play the game again. Yeah, and also, yeah. it's just it's just not like as much as I love their PvP and I love the way it shoots and plays. It's just not enough for me to play the game solely on on their ranked season thing that they're adding. It, I don't know. I don't know. And like, there's so many balance changes still with weapons and things. But they're, like that they're, nature, they're like abilities. right here. Additional highlights for for the spring update. They're talking about a weapon and ability balance pass. They're just taking a pass at balancing right, it. But they, exotic weapon and armor balance pass. They're just going to take a pass at it. But see this what is. Happens. But this is like first of all, it's taken way too effing long to get these balance changes so for them to even say that they're further down the pipeline oh they're coming they should have they should have come with this announcement mm-hmm. they should have done something even if it was a bad balance <laughs> they should have done something to shake it up and they haven't it's just ludicrous like the way the and the problem is this is our this is the a lot of the destiny community concerns is you know they they say that this is going to happen and what we hear is auto rifles are too strong Instead of buffing all the other weapons to be good, they're going to nerf auto rifles. So mm. now it's just all the weapons are crap. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really holding my breath to see how it turns out. Lots of the content creators and stuff that I've been following are the same way. It's well, just like, one of the main uh, Destiny historian lore keeper guys that I follow, my Bife. name is Bife. Yeah. yeah, my name is Bife, um, has switched to another game. Like he would he would go like weekly of yep. this that the smallest little thing he would turn into he would make a yep. series about this lore and how this fits in with oh what's coming next and then I was like oh what's I don't even what is this this doesn't even look like because it's not destiny um, so it's it's really unfortunate because a lot of a lot of people not not just the developers and 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 I think that it's not the developers and the coders and the people on the front lines that are that are doing this work to improve this game. I think it's a lot of people in suits and boardrooms who are making this decision. People are like, okay, this is I have a job. I'm going to do my job. So it, it's a lot of a lot of people that I think are just like, man, this could could be so much better. But I think oh I mean I think the thing that people aren't talking about is I think it it was a little overly ambitious for them to attempt to make a game of this type to try and make what is almost uniquely a PC genre of game onto mm. a console game where inevitably you have to make another one because the engine has to update because there's a new console and yeah. you got to get the new power right and you can't be the only console game that looks like butt and you can't even upgrade the old engines to make them look better on the new stuff because you built the old engine for the old consoles <laughs> like it there's there's so many things that don't really make sense design wise and even hearing them talk about how difficult their engine is to modify and make changes to and the that's the reason why the production has been so rough for them with destiny one release all the way up until now it's just like you're just like shot yourself in the foot i don't Mm. know i don't know like i've just i feel like i've been as much of a loyal fanboy as i can be and i i guess i just have to jump off and just leave it alone see what happens yeah i mean i'll i'll come back to it i would lie to myself to say i wouldn't but like i was I, I've I've told people I've said it on this show that I was fully expecting because of how much I enjoyed Destiny One that with Destiny Two I'm going to buy it on every platform so that I can play it with my different group of friends yeah. play with oh, my I'm different glad I didn't do that oh, me too I'm dude so I was so I was so close during Christmas I was so close during Christmas to get it on PC or on Xbox because it was on Super Sale yeah. and I'm really happy that I ended up not doing that. Um, but I- I- instead, um, I want to switch gears. Let's let's talk about some some positive PC news. Uh, we have a, a, a video here that is 
now, now, something that I want to say about the the cinematics for for not to bury the lead, but the cinematics for League of Legends, uh, they've all they've always been good. They they've been pretty damn good and exciting, and mm-hmm. that. But I think that they've stayed in their community because of the level of uh, like stepping in and, and watching and going, oh, that's pretty cool. And then once the the Overwatch ones or and and even because even the WoW ones are cool, but those mm-hmm. kind of seem to stay within their community. The Overwatch ones seem to be permeating, mm-hmm. but with this. I I like all of these characters with with very we can go ahead and start playing it but with next to no well no with no knowledge of League of Legends <laughs> whatsoever uh, other than the fact that they're called champions <laughs> that is the only thing that I do now uh, you did start. you I, asked me start. which champions I play and I, I went, did he, he did call them heroes <laughs> I because I erased it and I went. No, they're champions. They're <laughs> champions. Um, but just seeing all these character designs and all of these abilities. Uh, Makes me, you know, want there's to so embody many, these characters. There's so many memes here too within this this the cinematic. It's yeah. just hilarious. That first character Yasso is a very much one of those win or lose champs. He's very high skill requirement, mm-hmm. um, and more often than not, you get a really bad Yasso on your team. So the irony of him charging into a thousand people to one v a thousand is just great. But yeah, <laughs> they they have really been hitting out of the park with these cutscenes. Every time they do another one, it just looks even better than the last one. And it's a really cool way. Like they've really done a good job of polishing their character designs and the world. Even for a game where you only play on one map ninety yeah. percent <laughs> of the time, the different worlds. You know, Zon. Uh, Demacia, Noxus, these different like cities and the way the lore interacts with each other is just really cool. And visually, they've done a great job of representing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this trailer just showing all of the different, as, as you're saying, all the different types of worlds. Uh, and even kind of going back to our division discussion is is these types of things that can get you excited about another part of a world right. uh, mm-hmm. and, and seeing this and going like I, I want to be that guy I want to have these these light guns which is not the light gun that I mean uh, <laughs> but just seeing seeing all of these characters be the most badass oh yeah mm-hmm. and want to be a part of it I think that gets the that gets the message across 100% uh, and arguably for for somebody with my PC skill set uh, a little bit more than watching like the League of Legends championships and, and getting hyped over like like if there's a really cool play that somebody like like Nate you sit down and go here's why this play is good mm-hmm. and yeah. then go oh yeah that's a really good play then oh it's mm-hmm. cool you know, yeah. so stuff like that I think more companies are taking advantage of it oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. and season eight coming up tomorrow tonight are oh. how how much time are you going to be spending playing uh, are you going to go back a lot probably not. I don't. I don't know. I'm probably. I have a, a buddy that I deal with, and he's probably going to want to get his placement games out of the way. Mm-hmm. So when they do a reset, it's just like Overwatch, just the placement games. So you play ten games, and then after that, you get placed in whatever division you are. Uh, it's it's almost always lower than you were before, just because it kind of shoves everybody down and then lets mm-hmm. people start to climb up. Um, the problem that I've run to, you know, having played this game for going on eight years now, is. Uh, <laughs> When you get those first placement games, uh, not that just for clarification, anybody shouts at me. No, they haven't done the rank system placements this entire time. It's they changed it, so it wasn't always like this. Uh, but 
you play your games and everybody's reset, right? So everybody's playing their placement games. You have a bunch of people who, you know, either didn't play ranked before or they did play ranked and they were at a, you know, a certain level. It kind of crams everybody into the same games. I feel as though the quality of those games is sometimes not as good because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I have to win. It's easier for people to tilt. Also, you get a bunch of weird matchmaking things because people aren't placed officially yet. There's a hidden MMR, but where you, where your hidden MMR is and where you actually your league standing is can sometimes be drastically different. Uh, mm-hmm. So the matchmaking is sometimes rough. Usually I wait like a month, not even two months sometimes mm-hmm. for my placement games. I'll kind of slowly you know, roll them out. Um, but I don't know. This year I might just get them out of the way and just play and, you know, just grind. Then you can play and that, that climb up, whatever. whatever yeah. That's one of the things that kept me off of Overwatch League was the placement stuff. I'm just like, I just want to play. Like, it's so, the, the placement seems like it's a little bit more, uh, a little more nerve-wracking than the actual playing once you get placed. It's pretty, pretty nerve-wracking. Well, yeah, I think mm-hmm. the, also the thing is people feel like if they win all ten of their placements that they're going to, like... Diamond! Which is not but, true. No, it doesn't work Double platinum! Yeah. yeah. Not still, true at all. You still, it still takes your, your elo into account, so... <laughs> I'm going to be a level 25 double platinum. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, realistic expectations. <laughs> that's you me. Got it. You got it. If I'm anything, I'm realistic. <laughs> uh, so really quickly, there's this weird uh, uh, amalgam slash rumor uh, that was getting Nintendo fans really frustrated because there were these leaks that there was going to be a Nintendo Direct on the 11th, but they hadn't announced anything yet, and they usually give it a week, week and a half, maybe half a week even. For like, oh yeah, by the way, we're putting out a we're putting out a Direct, and nothing happened, and it was the 10th, and people were freaking out. And Nintendo seemed to be trolling them, and then sure enough, morning of the 11th, we get a 15 minute. 20-minute just trailer show of, hey, here's a whole bunch of stuff for the, coming out at the beginning of the year, and I'm going to blast through these uh, unless there's anything that, that y'all want to stop through, just because there are, there are a couple of things worth noting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're bringing The World Ends With You, which was an original DS title by Square, uh, to the Switch. Uh, I don't know how they're going to incorporate the, the double screen into it, but I'm interested uh, Pokémon Tournament is getting two new fighters, Aegislash and Blastoise. Kirby Star Allies, which is the Switch version, is coming out on March 16th. The Dragon Quest Builders demo is out now. Uh, that's like a Minecraft-esque adventure, build-your-own-thing. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Ultimate Edition, because we need more of it, is coming out spring 2018, and it's going to feature some Breath of the Wild costumes for Link and Zelda, but it's the Dynasty Warriors with uh, Legend of Zelda characters across... The majority of the franchise, there's like 30 characters that you can play as. You can play as like Rudo. Uh, I don't know who these people are. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Link, Zelda, Ganondorf. Those are the people I know. That's it. There's there's more. Sheik? Sheik. But this, but no. Sheik? This, this, does that count as two? Or no, does that count one. as one? But there's also the... Fe- the <laughs> Take credit for the two. Yeah. <laughs> Pad your stats. All, right. All my Zelda knowledge I'll give you comes Smash Brothers. So. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Uh, uh, Mario Tennis Aces. We're getting a new Mario Tennis that's going to have a story mode for the first time since the Game Boy Advance version. Man, you know, I, I was thinking to myself, Mario Tennis, that game needs a story mode. Man, I'm just saying, uh, the Mario Sports titles do great. So, adding a little Somebody bit of extra stuff into it, and those people buy them. That's right. Uh, Ease 8, Lacrimosa of, of Dana. 
I don't. It's probably not Dana because it's a JRPG, uh, which is originally for the PS4 and the Vita. That's coming to the Switch. Uh, now the update that everybody was uh, wanting, the Super Mario Odyssey Balloon World update. You know, so y'all looking at me with really yeah. uh, confused so faces. So excited! I've been waiting for this for ages. Yeah. So they added. Yeah. They're adding a competitive mode where you find Luigi in a level, and he goes, "Hey, here, here's the leaderboard. You take a balloon, and you have a limited amount of time to hide it in the world. So you, have, so the worlds are huge. They're they're pretty damn big. So you f- you find a place to hide them." That that balloon placement gets uploaded to the the Nintendo network, and then you can download like, hey, try to find this person's balloon. So it's essentially having a knowledge of the level to be able to scour it, find it, and and ex- win. It's bizarre when there's like, hey, Luigi. Oh, we get to play as Luigi. Nope, he's just a weird balloon salesman. You want a Luigi? Well, the here he is. Balloon right there. Battle Royale. I thought Balloon that, Fighter Battle I thought, Royale. I thought that was... What was you come That's down what I the, thought that was going to. You come down on the three balloons, like in Mario Kart. Um, SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy. So they take, it's an all-female fighting game. It's a, it's a tag fighting game featuring all of the, the uh, female fighters across... Uh, or the female characters across SNK franchise. 2018. Well, they are, and it's coming out <laughs> summer 2018. And yet, here we are. And yet, here oh, we are. <laughs> So somebody's in 2028. Uh, they're thinking in the f- about the future. Uh, Mario and oh, Rabbids is getting Donkey Kong as a downloadable character. Payday 2, still alive and kicking. Wait, 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 wait. Coming wait, to the wait, Nintendo wait, wait, Switch, wait, 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 February 27, wait, wait, wait. 2018. Hold the phone. <laughs> Did you say Donkey Kong is going to be a character in the Mario Rabbids game? Yes. <laughs> I gotta buy it now. <laughs> I'm done. I thought that was XCOM <laughs> with Donkey Kong. They oh, have to buy this right man. now. I thought that was for Payday. I was, no. I was like, no, what? I'm not. Anyway, Payday's you know, coming did back. Did you hear about the announcement? Overkill, the, their next game? No, they're making a Walking Dead game. An actual Walking yeah, Dead game, like a four-person, first-person shooter survival. Well, no, we saw the trailer game. for that at at uh, oh, at we? Video Game Awards. Oh, I wasn't. No, no, we didn't. Yes, we did. A Walking Dead. The Walking game? Dead. It wasn't. No, wa- no, no. no, no. So this is, this also, is the Walking Dead. They're making yeah. also it's, the Walking Dead because they because they're oh, there also. Was a very, you're right. It was because they're similar. making like the zombie infected. Anyway, regardless, moving on. Um, the the two two uh, last two pieces: uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which was an amazing platformer and an amazing game. That's coming out for the Switch May fourth, uh, and you can play as Funky Kong, uh, and he can't get hit and jumps extra high because we need the easy mode. Um, and I think the biggest thing to come out of it is Dark Souls Remastered is coming out for the Switch. Uh, they're also remastering it and putting it out for the other PS4 and Xbox One. But Dark Souls coming to the Switch. It's pretty big. That is big. Yeah. It is. It seems like a weird market. Yes. <laughs> but hey. People want more hardcore games on the Switch. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I'm it. i not a Dark Souls person, but if I was, that would be much more incentive for me to buy the system. Because mm-hmm. right now, I, I want a Switch, but there's a very, very finite amount of games that I actually would want to play on mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. it, do, it doesn't really make sense for me to get one. So if we get more... You know, HD remasters of good games and actual serious games released for it. I'm all on board. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially if they play well. And, right. you know, it's a comparable experience to playing, yeah. say, on your PS4 or your yeah, PC. Yeah, that would be really frustrating to load up Dark Souls on Switch and then find out that the controls are and not really as responsive as they whole, should be. like, hot mess, yeah. I mean, that game's hard enough without without controls that yeah. work for you. Exactly. <laughs> We're adding motion control to Dark Souls. Um, oh, no. But th- Throw your Switch out the window. <laughs> <That's> no. <laughs> Don't even joke. That's one of the things about the Switch, though, oh, is... Oh, my God. Can you imagine VR Dark Souls? Yeah. That's terrible. No. I don't want it. You'd have to do wireless. Oh, in your floor. You'd have to do wireless. You'd have to get like a Do you know how many things like I throw myself into? <laughs> the padded room. They'll just give you a padded room just I to mean, start with. If you're playing VR Dark Souls. You don't manage to injure yourself. <laughs> like You uh, would you would just break your controller in half and stab it through the headset in your eyes and then there. We're we're good with to that. Make that stop. I think the only Wii U port that folks are holding out for now is smash but at this point i think they would announce it with a a new switch smash so hey like they did with bayonetta like hey you're getting smash 4 but smash 5 is coming in two years but here just play with this one for a little bit maybe Maybe. i don't honestly i my wonder is how much they are aware of the smash community's distaste for four and if that would spur them not to do that, because I would much rather have a Switch updated version of like Melee or something. Mm. Like that would be, mm. I would buy as the Switch almost instantaneously. That would be a that. really big draw for me too. Yeah, that's. I yeah. mean, that would that's 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 real money right there. So I, if they're going to go that route, I would much rather than they do that than four because mm. four was hot trash. Well, four. I think the appeal there is making a definitive edition that has all because the right, Switch is both a home console and a portable console. Uh-huh. It has uh-huh. the 3DS stuff and the Wii U stuff together in one place. Right. You can get all of the new all of the new uh, levels and things right. like that, and the game modes, characters, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because uh, why the hell not? Um, do we want to talk about the Overwatch League or no? <laughs> and all of the stuff that they're doing to Mercy and Junkrat. I mean, like I spent most of my week watching Overwatch, Same. so. <laughs> So, so just really quickly, because we keep teasing the it. game of the year. Just have it on in the background, really. Just, just have the game, even sometimes on mute. On mute you know, but I have to do that. I, I just don't. Yeah, that's fine. It's not. Yeah. It's not your. It's not your I mean, I just haven't yeah. really watched it enough. Mm-hmm. I watched it like early, early, early on, and it was just awful it because there was no spectator camera. I know. I've seen some clips from that. Yeah. So, Stacey, you and I, we watched the majority of the of the broadcast over the week. Uh, four days, uh, three matches each day. day. So, so that's it's twelve matches a in lot a week. Of matches uh, over a two hour block for each match. It's a lot. It really it's is a, a lot. Big what are you? Commitment. Week one, season one of the Overwatch League. What do you think? I think we're off to a pretty good start. I think um, it's been interesting to see how all of these predictions that people made, a lot of them are falling apart. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the teams are performing very differently than people expected. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to make any calls because I've been saying all week, you know, all the people who are coming in and like, oh, well, this team is going to win because of this, this, and this. And then have been proved completely wrong because we don't know yet. We know very little about how, like, we know how these people play a lot of times individually, but not necessarily as a team yet. Mm-hmm. And that really makes a difference in these matches. And it's stuff that can change over the course of the whole season because mm-hmm. all of the stuff that happened between preseason and now 
it's thrown out the window because now you're in in legitimate play. There were some teams that weren't there for preseason, and they came in hard. And they came in hard. So the. One of the match, one of the things that I think a lot of uh, one of, a lot of the expectations that I think people are trying to subvert uh, when it comes to uh, the Overwatch League is the fact that the Korean teams are going to dominate. So far, that's what they're doing, but each game is getting closer and closer and closer and closer. We yeah, we're starting to see a definite. So yes, the teams with predominantly Korean players are performing higher can for I, the most part. Can I make a yep. again? Haven't watched any of the games. Speaking from my personal Korean esports experience with League of Legends, um, just a hypothesis. Have you considered that it's not that the other teams are getting closer in skill level to the Koreans, but that the Koreans are getting worse because they're playing against the rest of us? If you look at League, this has happened several times. They'll import a, a top-tier Korean player from L- from LCK mm-hmm. to come to NALCS, or even EU for that matter, and they'll get on the NA team, start playing with NA players, playing against the other NA teams. They're crushing. By the end of the season, they're starting to play much worse than they did before. They end up going back to Korea, get decimated by all the other Korean players who've been yeah. playing in that. Like, So I, I wonder if that is part of it because I would imagine that when they're in what the Korean teams, when they're mm-hmm. in Korea playing with other Korean teams who take the esport very seriously, who play the game at a much higher competitive level, you take them out of that pool. It's them playing against those people that makes them good, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if all of a sudden now they're playing and skirmishing against teams that are bad, they don't have to make good decisions to win the games. So they start to, you know, some of those good skills start to wear Cut off. Corners. It's like, yeah, I can, I don't have, I can peek that corner even though I shouldn't because these guys are bad. You know what I'm saying? It reinforces bad skills. Very much this. And I've cut, and it, it's still very early, but one of the things I did notice throughout the week, most of the American-based teams are extremely aggressive. They play without really putting a lot of strategy into it. Where When you see some of the Korean teams start, they approach slow, steady, very balanced, very careful, know what they're doing. And, you know, they usually break the American teams pretty easily. But there are very big differences in the play styles between the two st- teams, so I can see them melding in something very similar to that mm-hmm. happening. And uh, one of the, one of the matches that, or a lot of the the, the matchups that were um, Korean team versus other, uh, had varying levels of success for that other team, and not just because I'm a fan of the Gladiators, but I think their match against the Soul on the, the Soul Dynasty on Saturday was probably the closest that anybody would get but they also made a really really dumb decision to pick a point that had no visibility of the team coming up they're like oh well yeah they have to go up this lane and they didn't they went a completely different lane and of all sudden they were all on the point (laughs) and they were oh shit and then they turned around and and lost the the entire match in over the course of like two minutes and it was it was awful And, and if they hadn't done that Maybe it would have been a little different. They would have lost by less. <laughs> but in terms of the league uh, uh, as a whole, there's a lot of presentation stuff that I think they're getting right and a lot of stuff that for uh, for viewers isn't quite hitting there. Like they mention their sponsors and they go to commercial breaks, but the commercial break is a countdown of when they're going to be back. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you're sponsored by Toyota, you're sponsored by... And every... Maybe once an hour they would show an Omen HP by right. Omen ad or Omen by HP ad. I think there's a reason for that, though. I feel like when you're talking <laughs> about that viewer market, especially people who watch Twitch, younger audiences, gaming audiences, 
we don't like commercials. Mm-hmm. You're much mm-hmm. more likely, I think, to get someone to change away from the stream, go watch another stream, open up YouTube, something else. And I think by the the countdown, I think is 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 a better alternative than running the ads. Be like, oh, I don't want to watch this. And you kind of stay there and keep watching it. Right. Just as, as, as as a producer, though, uh, seeing just a blank screen yeah. for three minutes. Is with, there music playing? Oh, over, it's Overwatch beautiful. soundtrack. <laughs> Not all. There's there's some beautiful music choices oh, for God. for their break time. Oh, there's a couple that are just well, well, no, but a lot, this, a lot a lot of the time is also just like um, music from the levels yes. or Lucio's Lucio's theme, tracks, which is why it's Synesthesia. really noticeable when it's not quite the music that we're used to yeah uh so so that that's the thing is is uh, from from a production standpoint there's still a lot of stuff that they're learning uh it's a very white broadcast uh and that uh, full full disclosure i applied back when they were uh looking for announcers and i'm really happy i didn't get the job because i wouldn't have i it was yeah I am also not a fan of a lot of the shoutcasters because they try to do play by play instead of like telling the story of a team. They're like, man, these guys suck. They're really biased which in some cases. Which isn't great. Yeah, I've heard that too from a lot so, of people. Oh, it's they I mean trash talk teams that they don't it's like. Embarrassing sometimes. Yeah. And that's I not mean, their job. No, and but well, especially too with such a level of professionalism surrounding them, like all the money involved in the teams and the production and, and all that stuff, and you still got these casters that are acting like children. Like this is what you would expect from like a competition put together by like a group of friends, and mm-hmm. like they just happen to be casting it. Like you, you shouldn't. You got to be in the middle. You're, yeah. you're a narrator. We need e- we need Evo level casters. Yeah, yeah there oh, are certain Evo, casters, but that's like yeah. That's a, I mean, even leagues casters, which are really good, are not Evo casters. That's but that's where I come in when it comes to to shout casting. Is Evo is is that event that I always am am super hyped for because they they tell the story. Like everybody has has a nickname. Everybody has a, a something. Um, j- anything revolving around Daigo, like, but, but they but they the- know how to how to pr- like this this person came up. Uh, it you know they were in <coughs> lower ranks, but they got to the top sixteen. What is this guy's story? Let's tell the story. He could win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Let's get behind them. No, the LA Valiants suck, and they're yeah. not going to win this match. Yeah. Talking about who they play, their play styles, but I think also unfortunately a lot of that lends itself to the genre because mm-hmm. even then you tell that story and you also give play by play, but the play by play is way more interesting because you're talking about like combos and fight sequences okay mm-hmm. and this is what he especially for someone who doesn't know the game that well when they say oh he just did that thing that locked him up in that corner and there was nothing he could do or the only move he could do is that and we saw him do that that's like mm-hmm. for people that don't watch the game that's I like holy that. crap that's really cool that's really interesting that makes you that helps you be able to engage mm-hmm. and if you're not getting that it's a lot harder to get people that don't watch the game because it's just hard to follow yeah yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I do think the play-by-play lends itself to Overwatch 2, especially. Um, I just, we're at that point, maybe it's just because it's so early in this and we cannot predict what the players are going to do. There have been several, like, throughout the games, the casters have been making predictions and being like, oh, they're going to do this, and then they don't do that. And, mm. like, they're calling plays that aren't happening in multitudes of cases. So that, that on the other hand, just becomes more confusing for people who may or may not be familiar with this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. 
we're we're, lear- it's, we're on a very it's interesting a learning, learning curve. Yeah, I mean, League definitely the way they are now. Remember, they're eight seasons in, so they that it took them time to get to the places they are, and you, you see that same thing of where you see them call plays and stuff. <coughs> but the difference is, they have years to go back and say, like, well, earlier in the season we saw them make this play, or at mm-hmm. this tournament we saw them play this composition and it didn't go well, or we mm-hmm. saw them play this champion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you have more of that backlog. So I, I, I would suppose that a lot of this is just growing. St- uh, pains and we need some more time for it to feel more natural but again like we were talking about off air the thing that strikes me so odd about the overwatch esports scene is it's so manufactured it's so corporate it's so money driven well. it doesn't feel like a community driven esport where like when we, we talked about call of duty we talked about halo like all these games where the esport community started from people and playing fighting game community and exactly mm-hmm. playing like even even evo itself mm-hmm. started as uh, as a way to kind of bring some of these other tournament players in from tournaments that had already been happening mm-hmm. so you have you get these communities that they they like the game they want to play the game competitively they want to play against other people they develop these leagues it starts to get bigger and bigger and then you get where we're at now whereas with overwatch they designed the game to be an esport from the get-go they invested all this money in the teams and official blizzard stuff and their arena and stuff and i think that's great it just feels a little unnatural so i'm hoping that unnatural it'll, it'll you know smooth its way out and it'll start to feel good agreed uh no good in chat hey what's up sarah uh can we also get some nba type stats on players and who they play and how they are doing well that's that's something with it being so early is they're not going to want to send you away to another tournament they're not going to want to send you to uh the the broadcasters in the overwatch league isn't going to say hey go check out this other tournament because we are the biggest and the best they'll talk about it on commentary a little bit but there's also not there aren't enough stats other than how well they play. And in between games, they do have the little things of mm-hmm. how much damage, how much healing, how much whatever. But that type of stuff, like y'all were saying, there isn't, there isn't enough information yeah. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just need more time because League has all that stuff, all the systems. And even now, they're still working on different metrics to measure players and different things to figure out You know, who's the best at this and stuff. They're still coming up with all the different statistics for it. So especially with a game like Overwatch, I think it's going to take time. Right. And also either Blizzard themselves is going to have to you know, double down on their Overwatch League website and put the stats in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, some third-party site will try to do it, but I don't know if, how much information they're able to get on these players' stats. Well, they're giving us a lot in games. I mean, they'll tell us what their damage per 10 minutes is or what the healing or res, um, depending on what character they're following. So it's inconsistent, but they have started doing it, and I do see there there is a push to showing the okay. stats. Like so, the plan, so the plan is to get there. There just aren't really that many stats yeah, I think a lot of it too is just like you said that they're prob- they probably don't really want to count the stats from other tournaments and yeah. stuff before mm-hmm. o- o- Overwatch League. Um, so they just have preseason and week one to go off of now. Right. And right. I think it's also a production thing where they're starting to learn the ins and outs and what they can actually do without crashing the system or showing the wrong team winning on the on the screen in the background. Um, all right, we've been talking about it. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about the Overwatch League as it happens. We're planning. Uh, Hopefully, together we can go, and separately we're planning on going to various games, so we'll be able to give you uh, some updates as the season rolls on. But uh, the only season that it is right now is Game of the Year season. We're going to be talking about what game I think collectively, I think there's only one game collectively as a show we can name as Game of the Year, because we've all played it. 
What, uh, what are the parameters? Does it have to have come out this year, or is it just our favorite game of that year? I think that's a separate thing. Like, the okay. 2017 game release. of the year. Okay. Yeah. Re- 2017 release. We can have one as a show, and then we have a couple of top picks uh, personally. Okay. Right. Uh, I and and I don't want to bury the lead any further, just because we've been we've been teasing it. I think the only one that we can name game of the year is PUBG. Yep. Because we've all yep. played. Oh, I mean, Patrick played the Xbox version, but we have all played it. Yep. And we have all found <laughs> varying degrees of success, varying mm-hmm. degrees of highs, lows. Back when this show started, one of the the highlights of it was being able to play the very first time with you. Yeah. And and it, it's one of the things that we keep talking about on the show and and I think uh while there is still a lot of growth this is one of those games that will continue to grow mm-hmm. for years to come like map 3 announced for 2019 who knows we don't know mm-hmm. uh but it's going to be one of the biggest games of the year again I'm pretty sure and and unless anybody has anything else to to really uh dispute it being named game of the year for us then no, I would agree. I was gonna. I mean, that's part of the reason why I wanted to ask for clarification because mm-hmm. I have a couple of the games that I, you know, league was really big for me this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as game of the year that came out twenty seventeen, uh, I would. I think it kind of has to be <coughs> PUBG. Like mm-hmm. it's a monumental game. Like yeah. it's changed mm-hmm. the way people are thinking about games. Um, and it's and to be fair, it's not the only game doing that. No, but it's it's a lot more. It's the front runner. I'd say it's it's more um what's what's the word? Uh it's more of a household name. It's one of the most visible it's the big best kind one. of revolutions visible. that we've it's seen come one. through this year. Mm. It's the best one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, but not H1 even Z1, just this. it hasn't gotten the support it was supposed to and even then it was mm-hmm. cartoony in nature. Mm. Uh Fortnite Cartoon game, in nature, fun. Yeah. It's Paladins, an arcade shooter. It's coming. I'm Paladins. really curious for that. When that's actually, we, I think that's actually. That. <laughs> I was really not excited for that before, but the more I thought about it, I actually think that's kind of cool because that, be, being able to develop a squad with different heroes that do different things, and then going around hunting people and collecting loot. The thing is, I don't know about. The, I don't know. Balancing is going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we talked about that. That there's yeah. going to be certain comps that are just going to be way stronger than other things, but. Yeah, PUBG. Um, like, yeah, like I, I made a list of all of the games that I have played or beaten this year. It's not a long list, but um, of all of the ones that that we've talked about, the only other ones that, that definitely I think would have a much different discussion <laughs> if Patrick was here, who is yeah. out doing really important things right now, and he's going to be back on the show soon. Um, uh, just for the sake of him not being here. He would probably want us to talk. He, I think he would initially want us to talk a little bit about Destiny Two being in that, and then when we had our discussion, would probably take that out of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, he would want to talk about Wolfenstein Two and Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, those are those are on my short list mm-hmm. uh, too. They were both excellent games. Horizon Zero Dawn, as a personal favorite, um, just in the way that that exploration makes you feel and the way the story unfolded i think it was a pretty masterful grasp of narrative in how they laid out the story and brought you through it uh the skills the skill building i think was really fluid and learning with aloy um you know for for example going into shadow of war i'm pretty powerful i could just hack away at things and like good aloy you really had to try and learn and figure things out and slowly build up to the bigger you couldn't just go and face one of the biggest machines without having to work for it and so it gives you this sense of accomplishment Mm 
gives you the sense of accomplishment. Yeah, I did. Anyway, clearly not the same for everybody else. <laughs> but <laughs> um, shooting at giant robots with a bow and arrow. Hey, did you bring that back? <laughs> I was gonna text you, but I totally forgot. I don't like this um, game. keeping it forever. <laughs> yeah, it's my fault. Never get it back. Um, it's now, in my shrine, actually, of games I hate. Is it? <laughs> I don't feel that strong. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. It was okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. A lot of people really enjoy the game, and I like the world. I don't feel like dumping the sixty hours into it. That's That's fine. I I think the story lent itself enough to. This goes back to, to what we were talking about with Assassin's Creed. With, no, with I feel like maybe I needed to get more into it to get more of the hooked story, but the well, you didn't leave the first area, right? The, I like just got out of the first area, so yes. maybe that's why. But you had very few, very little. Just the story. early cutscenes and the thing with I, her dad. That's not the guy. That's not her dad. But I want a movie, and I'll be into this world. The oh. game did not hook me uh, in terms of the gameplay stuff, but. I'll I'll be very interested to see a movie that Sony will eventually release I'd in five it. years. But for it. for right now. Yeah, it, it didn't make it to my short list. Um, but with Wolfenstein 2, I'm still not all the way there. Uh, I still I still haven't gotten too far into it. But I what it's done so far to sort of challenge gamers in terms of what's comfortable and what's not, uh, while still being a very accessible genre of a first person shooter, mm-hmm. is is stellar. And, and I think it should be commended for that. And I really do want to finish it. Uh, but my main issue with it is, man, I got I got spoiled by having a Switch. Not in the no. story. Not oh. in the story. Oh. Just in general. Oh, because of what you get by, to play. By having a gotcha. Switch and be, not being able to be like, nobody's home. I have to turn on the TV and turn it down a little bit and be quiet and be stuck in front of my TV. Whereas... With Mario Odyssey, with Legend of Zelda, um, and just because it's the only other game that I have, Battleship Brigade, uh, being able to take that anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I was sitting at Pep Boys, and I had my Switch, and I just find looking for shrines. The, ex- the accessibility of being able to play that anywhere made all of those experiences that much more magical for me. Mm-hmm. A- and man, man, oh man. But uh, I think, yeah, PUBG... Would, would be safe to run away with it. I think Patrick would be the only person maybe to, to sort of be like, yeah, but my vote is this, but that's three to one. We love you. You're not here. Sorry. Uh, ruled today. But, I have a feeling that Wolfenstein would probably top my list, but I haven't, haven't got to play it yet. It came out so late in the year, and mm-hmm. as and much as I do want to finish it... Well, and with so much else at the same yeah, exact exactly. time on the same exact day. <laughs> but I'm interested... I, I wonder if, while I'm trying to get through all of these other games, I wonder if while waiting for that, the Switch version comes out, and then I get it on the Switch because I can play that anywhere and have that experience anywhere, even though just by playing the first two hours, I don't know if I want to have that experience anywhere and have people look over and be like, what the hell? Did you just explode that guy's head? Uh, No, they did. Uh, (laughs) Oh, don't worry. There's plenty of that to go around. That's regular every every moment to moment. So (laughs) PUBG wins the very first iffy for Game of the Year. Uh, I did try to contact Iffy to be on the show, but he was busy. Anyway, uh, don't worry. It's a it's a comedian. Don't you worry about that. Um, what about Doom? Was that 2017? That was 2016. Doom came out on the Switch in 2017, and I would have called called for that, but that's not I fair. To, I need to get that. It's so good. I've heard it's so good, too. Ah, it's so good. I'm just not a Doom person, so I think that's what kept me away from it. But from what I've heard just about how good the shooting and gameplay is, I, I got to play it. 
Did you play Wolfenstein 1? Okay, so that will get you into Bethesda shooters. <laughs> I think just for the freedom of the like, does everything else feel like this? Um, but let's let's start going into some of our, our other lists. I would even say in no particular order, okay. your top three. Uh, let's all start with one and talk about it. Stacey, why don't you go first? Uh, okay, uh, Persona 5 is probably up there with one of the best games. Uh, because just everything together, it was a, such a well-polished, uh, the music was amazing, the story was fun. I liked going through all the branches. I liked that day-to-day kind of picking and choosing and building relationships and choosing what skills you pick, um, wanting to go back and do everything and not being able to. And I think the way that they just put everything together was pretty pretty amazing for a game. And it you know sucked up hundreds of hours of my time, Ugh. so... Ugh, that's terrifying. And I'm almost willing to play it a second of time to finish all the skill trees. Did you did you let me borrow it just to get it away from you? Dude, I booted <laughs> it up like two days before I brought it to you and I was like, alright, I'm gonna start it again. Do I really that's can, I, can I really do this to myself right now? And and I gave it to you so the burden was lifted and I could play other things now for a it while. Is my burden. Now it is your burden. Oh, but I, I will say though, one of the things about Persona 5, and we talked about it last week, was the idea that they're putting the anime out and we we've wa- we watched Persona 3, the first Persona 3 movie, and loved that world too so now i'm almost like well do i have to play it if the end so i I don't know i think we should watch let's watch the ova let's watch the ova and cover it on the anime unload haha coming soon uh and uh and see and you can sort of fill in like how much that feels because i got two hours two hours that seems like a drop in the bucket but (laughs) i i i like the world of, of persona 5 so far and and I do want to be more involved with it, but maybe a little bit less passive than over 100 hours of my time. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm the person who will go to every corner of every area oh, that is accessible yeah, every single like day. 60 hours. Yeah, else. so I pour a lot of extra time because I will go and interact with everything just on the off chance that there is something new. And by the time I realize there's usually not something new, we're already more than halfway through those hours. Uh, right. I I will yeah no I've covered things very thoroughly to the point where most people don't so you probably can knock it out a bit faster than that. Interesting. <laughs> okay, Nate, what what would you uh, would you follow along with our group decision of PUBG? What was what was one of the 2017 releases that that you were a big old uh, fan? Yeah, of? I mean I I my vote would have been for PUBG. Yeah. I think it's definitely I mean, it's not the most finished polished game, mm-hmm. but in terms of like what I played the most and I had the most fun with. Uh, and this overall impact on the gaming community, I think that it has to be PUBG. As far as my personal list, other games that I really enjoyed, um, uh, the XCOM 2 expansion, War of the Chosen. Mm. Uh, you were pretty hot about that it one. Was, it's really good. I finally finished it like a few days ago <laughs> after a very long, torturous, death-filled campaign. And I went through a similar thing of almost starting another game and wow. then I went nah, I don't want to do this to myself I <laughs> just can't do it yeah great game uh, if you like turn based uh, tactical you know games like that it's like an RTS kind of I don't mm-hmm. know how you describe it other than XCOM because it's, it's like it's own genre but it's just a great game it just gets you sucked in the missions are really cool the ship upgrade system makes you feel fun makes it feel like there's progressions and just uh yeah you know just lots of heartbreak when you name your soldiers and then they die mm, so they don't did. don't name your soldiers That's come on ted oh ted i like ted ted's gone 
Disappointing. Uh, now this one, this one, uh, I I have a very interesting relationship with because uh, I I just want to shout it out. I have not played this game, but I know every single minute of this game because I could not stand to be away from it. Having an extra person in the in the way while ha- while uh, experiencing it made it that much more interesting. I think Resident Evil Seven. I think the story of Resident Evil Seven and how it reinvented a tired franchise. A so tired. It was so, on uh, on the verge of. Uh, Chris Redfield punching a boulder to kill it. Uh, the the way that it reinvented itself itself its stealth itself with uh, the first person perspective and um, the more intimate setting and a lot of the gruesome. Uh, I mean, it, I I think that they may have seen uh, PT like the PT uh, demo, and thought, we should try to make something like this. Whether it was like that or not, either way. PT PT was the uh, Silent Hills demo that ended up, that Konami ended up shutting down. Uh, Hashtag too spooky. But uh, I I think uh, Resident Evil 7 uh, and Steve in the booth can uh, 100% uh, uh, agree agree Mm -hmm. on on how much of a, a linchpin it became in the uh, in the world of gaming in the first half of the year, uh, and then with the most recent DLCs to sort of complete the experience, it it closes the chapter and a- asks a lot more questions, raises a lot more questions than it answers, and, and I think that's what a what a proper game should do. So uh, I I would say Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, good pick. Yeah, that's another one of your states. Uh, it's another one of my personal ones. Uh, late to the game on this one, but near. Near Automata. Near, near is up there. Uh, that just, as far as being one of the most impactful games I played this year, I think that's way up there. I think uh, again, the music. I'm a sucker for music. I think mm-hmm. that's always one of my one of my things. Uh, the way it worked with the with your surroundings, with the scenery, with the setting of the mood throughout the game. When you're moving through these levels, it it creates you know this this connection with the characters that you're playing and. The game revolves around a lot of differences and what makes these differences and are they really differences? And so just everything working together to create that sense uh, really pulls you in and brings it about. And some of the storytelling mechanics that, that, that they employ are really new and challenging and something something fresh. They they took a couple of risks with some of the things. So from from a design standpoint, it brought about a lot of interesting new gameplay styles that I admit were very frustrating at some points and the the little bit of grind that you do have to go through um, less frustrating than expected but okay. still still a little but overall still, still a little eh, but but overall what the game accomplishes <laughs> and how the game makes you interact with the world and then think uh, just apply it to outside was i mean super impactful mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Nate? Um, <laughs> you gonna say it? I am. Go ahead. Destiny Two. Yeah. 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 As much of a disappointment as it was, is always will be. I still love the Bret Hart of video games. I just, yeah, I, I love I love the art style. I love the world. I love the guns. The gun. The game. The, the gunplay is just so good like even though they screwed everything else up in like the guns themselves and it just still feels so good mm. like 
Um, so yeah, as much as I hate to to give them any type of acclamation, I there's definitely parts of the game that I enjoyed and that I you know this isn't one of my picks, but but uh, as as much as I hate to say it too, Battlefront Two they they made. There is a really good experience in there, Get out of here. but you've re- you've really got to find it. <laughs> like you've there, there is a lot of stuff in the in the campaign, and uh, uh, I, I was lucky enough to be invited to uh, the Force Center podcast to talk about some of the some of the successes that Battlefront uh, Two had, which which helped me think about the game in a different light. Going back and playing it again, and, and a lot of the the moment to moment moment run run and gun. Uh, actual gameplay stuff is fun and good and tight and the the uh vehicle combat is fun and good and tight and the story mode while a lot of the story stuff i don't necessarily agree with a lot of the stuff that you end up doing is very cool and different and stuff that you don't get to see in star wars games uh again not one of my top lists but begrudgingly it's still something that that should be talked about and hopefully a lot of the stuff gets fixed pretty dang soon um but long story short my uh my another one of my choices is Zelda Breath of the Wild because uh I I get it now uh now that I've been playing it for however many hours I've been playing it um I feel no constraint I feel no sort of duty or or um man man you really should you said duty i did say it i said i said a poop word um (laughs) but i feel no sort of responsibility to have to i i need like horizon i i don't know what brought it on i think just because it i've had it for so long and didn't play it and then we were starting to talk about it and and everything i was just like i just need to finish this game whereas with zelda even though trying to get it and play it and play as much of it before the end of the year anytime i i turn it on and and start to look for shrines or this i get i get sidetracked similar stories Mm -hmm. to to what you and patrick were talking about with horizon so it but especially with the switch and being able to play it play it on my couch or take it with me on the go or play it on break at work or or, or anything like that taking away all of those restrictions with the game really helps me sort of get sucked into it a little bit more than um if i had to sit in front of my television and and play it um and, and i'm I'm taking it slow. Like I, I reached a checkpoint where I had to reach a particular domain, and then I left, and I went, and I'm trying to find as many shrines to upgrade my stats as much as possible, and then I'll continue with the story. But right now, I feel no sort of like you. You should finish the story, and the game itself isn't like, hey, listen, uh, like <laughs> another popular game that I've never heard of uh, would do. But yeah, I, I, I feel like it's a. Yeah, yeah. Go find, go find that person. No rush. We'll be, we'll be back here though. So, I mean, you should get to it. But yeah, I, I Zelda, I'm, I'm absolutely loving, and, and I can't wait to. I, I don't, I don't want to say that I want to 100 percent the game, but I, I'm, I don't. I the probably deserve. I'll, I'll probably get. I'll probably give up. But I'll, I'll get pretty. Da- I will deserves an solid 80 percent that game. That's what I'm gonna say, but yeah, I'm I'm loving Zelda, and 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 I think it's it is 100 a Switch, uh, a reason to buy a Switch. Hey Stace, do you hey. have do you have one more? I got I got one more. I got one more. That, one more that, in the uh, tank. They, they got me at the very early in the year, huh. and it has stayed with me since then. And that would be Night in the Woods, mm-hmm. which uh, narratively 
was some of the most beautiful language written out in dialogue and through spread throughout the game. It's it's a very limited kind of open world. You get to run around every day and follow her story. Mm-hmm. And the way the characters were designed, it hit at such a time that it was completely relatable. And it's presented to you where you're following a certain like her certain struggles, but it's also kind of morphable. So you can choose your own dialogue branches while still all staying on the same path. And I think the game just manages to create this almost horror-filled world, but the horrors aren't necessarily the things outside in the woods. Mm. And the way it balances kind of, this is a scary story, with, well, the demons aren't just out there, but... brings them together and melds them and kind of gives you an all-encompassing experience mm. that really has stuck with me. That's it's <laughs> one of the few that, ever since you started talking about it uh, vehemently, as you have been, it, it, and the art style lends itself so well to uh, at least an evocative, interesting piece that I... It's always been one of the ones that's been in the back of my list, but not a priority, but I, I want to make it more of a priority. I just mm-hmm. think the character design is really great. There, are, This is one of those games where you think you kind of know where it's heading and then you'll jump into a level and just be completely blown away with the way it's changed. Um, it uses a mixture of the scenery and music again uh, to just create. There are times of calm and peace and then there are a few levels that... Uh, I think about regularly that just create this sense of urgency and I don't think I've ever remembered feeling quite so like anxious mm. in a game when there was really nothing happening. Like you're not in any direct danger. There's no you're not fighting off enemies, you're not swinging a sword at anybody. But there's this overarching just hurry 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 and the way that it just uses the music and the scenery to kind of give you these senses without having physical tangible enemies to face mm. uh was a really <laughs> interesting experience mm. yeah i i don't want to play it <laughs> like i, I have mean, a, highly recommend like i have a list of like uh, uh, my list of stuff that i played or finished and i have three other games that i have access to and haven't played and that is one of the ones definitely on the list Man, I want to play that game. There's so many other games I want to play, though. Damn it! Hey, Nate, what you got? Um, before I say my last game, I want to give a shout-out to Battle Right, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't necessarily put on my Games of the Year list, but I think it has a lot of potential. Uh, free-to-play game. It's very similar in the vein of like League of Legends, except no farming, no laning, no items, none of that. It's just a team brawler, mm-hmm. uh, so that's a ton of fun. I think people should keep their eye on that. Um, but the last game I would put on my uh, you know short list, it has to be uh, Shadow of War. Um, the way that I was just immersed into that game for, I mean, I only played it for like a week, but I got like like 60 hours within that week. It 60 was absurd. 60 hours in a week, that's a lot. That's yeah. that's well, I mean, I was... Two and a half days? It wasn't working a lot. Days. Shh, don't judge me, okay? Look, <laughs> I like no the game, here. okay? And I, and I mean, for all the intents and purposes, I'm done with it until the DLC comes out. There is that final grind that I'm just not going to do. Uh, I watch the cutscene on YouTube, so I know what happens. Not worth it. Um, but 
outside of that, the end game grind that happens, everything that happens before that, spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talion, unfortunately, is not a very interesting character, um, but all of the other characters around him are very interesting, and the story, the meta story, is interesting, uh, and the action is great. Uh, the sieges are great. The different locations is great. The amount of abilities, the way they change the tree, so you can, you know, there's a ton of new abilities, but you have to choose between which ones you want. Mm. So there's actually different builds and playstyles. The way the item systems work with like item sets later on in the game that have different abilities and upgrades, like they just put a lot of care and a lot of thought into it. The nemesis system, oh, and the intros. When you meet these orcs and they say these things, some of them are just like, ah, I'm going to kill you. Okay, all right. And then every now and then you get one where it's like, I met a guy. He was like like some weird orc name, something the bard, and like literally sang his intro to me while playing a lute. <laughs> and there was another guy who like comes out, pops out to like for his intro. And right when he's about to talk, a little orc, like a little goblin jumps out and says, and gives an intro for him like... <laughs> He's gonna kill you. I'm gonna watch. Like just something like <laughs> it, it's just like oh my god, this is so good. It's just so good. It just really gets you wrapped up in it, especially when you get to the later games and you're like recruiting people. Mm-hmm. Because there's times where it's like, you know, I was gonna kill you. I like you. You're funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you <laughs> I'm with keep me. Keep you around. Yeah. Keep this guy with me. I'm so excited to get. More it's almost into like that a, game. if they could have called it War Chief Simulator 2017, or it's almost like a Pokemon later because you're yeah. just capturing Are you orcs. Collecting and, them all. Well, there's even like a duel system in the game where you can like pit some orcs against other orcs and like fight pits and you can't interact so you're just you like just you're, go. you just you just like you this guy's gonna fight this guy and then they go in there and they just fight and one of them wins it could be yours could be the other I hope guy. it's your guy i mean well and the i mean the, the really sick part is later you can pit your own guys against each other because they still when they kill another one they still get stronger mm-hmm. but you just like feed the weak ones <laughs> you're going to the pit sorry buddy you're not gonna win that <laughs> Yikes. I believe in you. He's going to gonna kill him. Oh. Every now and then, though, you get the upset. And it's like, yeah. hey, you gained 10 levels. Hey, good for you. Yeah, proud of you. He's scrappy. Worth it in that. It. Uh, no. It's it's a, a sim- sound similar to Pyre, but a little bit more uh, hands-off and uh, oh, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, you don't get you know, as emotionally you attached. You don't have to be in control. I think that's a lot less terrifying. Mm. Pyre. Yeah, yeah but sometimes you feel like looking really bad and you're like no come on just let <laughs> me help him <laughs> let me jump in the pit let me jump in the pit I can help oh yeah you. and you can ride drakes i don't know like drop the I'm mic sorry. like sorry, what you can I'm sorry uh you can Say ride drakes you, you can, can ride drakes drakes um you can is, get this is on all the... i'm doing for the next week oh, i'm, I'm, I'm getting to, to the point where i get to ride a drake but you have to you have to tame him first yeah yeah you have, to, like, you have like to get the skill else. yeah i dominate yeah. it like the the what are those things called Pro- oh the, i yeah, just met them Pro- yeah yeah things? i just met them for the yeah. first time mm-hmm. earlier yeah. today i want to play that game but uh uh I, i'd have to say yeah, I would. I would even go so far as to say that this would this would be my my top game, even though we're not doing that. Uh, man, Mario Odyssey, shocker, shocker! Surprise, I've been talking about surprise. it since the damn E3 special. I went. This is probably going to be my game of the year, and you knew it then. I did. You still know it now. And but I now the, the main issue is is that I didn't beat a lot of games this year. <laughs> so um, of the ones that I have beat, this is kind of uh, th- this one is the most technically... I think that this does so much for the Mario franchise 
uh, moving forward as well as being a nice love note to the 3D Mario games that came before. Like, this is a love letter to 64, but 64 isn't the best 3D Mario game Mario Galaxy is. And that's fine. I accept that. You should accept that, too. Don't at me. But uh, all of the stuff that you can do in this makes me feel that Nintendo has such a bigger idea for Mario on the Switch, Uh, the way that they design the levels to be so huge and to the point where moons are just kind of around leads me to believe that they might be utilizing a 3D Mario Maker engine for Mario Maker 2. Uh, Whether that's something that's actually going to happen or not, they put that in my head, so it better happen. But yeah... uh, in terms of, of music, there is a lot of throwbacks to not just Mario, but other Nintendo tracks. And when we were sitting at the Game Awards and we were listening to all the Game of the Year things, and Jump Up Superstar came on, I was like, "They're doing it!" I was joy. It's great to see you. That he was hyped. You were so hyped. I wanted it. It was a good time. I wanted it so bad, and we got it. But it, it, that's also just one of. I replay that level frequently. Not just because you can get 335 coins from it, but because it's just a a fun celebration of what Mario is. And uh, the game that got a lot of us starting in gaming, which was the original Mario Brothers. So that level is one of my favorite levels in gaming, just in general. And it's because it's so fun and so happy and it makes me feel good, unlike just being surrounded by death. That a lot of these other games uh, uh, do. Um, but a- as we're winding down, I, I-, I want to ask, did you have any favorite levels or moments from games that whether we talked about or not? Or can you can you decisively say what your favorite music of the year was? Oh, yeah. I can do that easy. Yeah. Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> if I got one thing right, it's the freaking music. Oh, man. I still wake up sometimes with the tower theme in my head. That's how I know it's gonna be a good day. That should that should be your alarm. It'd be a wake you up. Like, you get that that nice clarinet. I go to <laughs> gotta gotta visit Tess first thing in the morning. But yeah. a oh lot of Stacy, a lot of your your choices were about music and 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 placement. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite music? Um, you know what? Before I finished Pyre and Nier, it would have been Persona. Mm-hmm. Now it is the battle music from Nier or um, the the Liberation Rite song oh, okay. from Pyre, which is just astounding. Um, it's it's beautiful. And I think that takes it away as the music that I would just sit and listen to. Do you have any of the these time. on your phone, your iPod, or anything? Uh, not yet, mm-hmm. but I just finished Pyre last night, so okay. I'm, I'm going to be on it. It's good. I there. will be there. I do have I do have some of the mirror, near music saved mm-hmm. um, because it's a good time. Yeah, the, I, I agreed. The uh, but also the the Destiny music is so good. Did you download the totally legal version of Music of the Spheres? No, I've heard it's really good. Okay, because I can get it for a copy. Yeah, I mean it's. Believe me, I can get it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't they, I don't know if they've taken it down yet. I, if, I if guarantee you, I can still get it. Somebody on the subreddit has it in the Dropbox that mm-hmm. they can give it to me. Um, yeah, no, I haven't listened to it yet. I've heard it's really good. It's definitely. It's. I mean, I want to, but I'm also not itching to i don't know i feel like it would just be really bitter especially with all the stuff that's gone around that too like it's just another reminder of like how badly things are being handled so uh if we're talking about music i think one of the games that we have to mention is cuphead uh because initially initially just hearing it 
externally from not playing the game was one thing. And then once I started going into it... Um, it's much more involved in whole, the actual it, game. It's a lot more involved. Playing yeah. levels over again is different because yeah. the the uh, the guy who, who did the music uh, made 20-minute, 30-minute long cuts of these because he didn't want it to be procedurally generated to where, oh, you hit a thing, the music you change. It's like, no, it's it's just jazz. We're just going to play jazz. And mm-hmm. then even, even more so than that, the devil's second-in-command, uh, King Dice... Uh, has a sung right. theme that's like a it's that's like awesome. a, a Disney villain song that is so cool. He's <laughs> cool. like, oh, I hate this guy, but I love this song. <laughs> awesome, this is great. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, if you can get Cuphead on PC or or Xbox, that's another one that, despite being hard, is worth it. Uh, yes, we know the way. Uh, commenting in chat, but uh, I, I also want to remind people really quick. Uh, hey, sub to us if you have, if you have Amazon Prime, you can sub to us for free by using Twitch Prime. All you got to do is connect your Amazon account and uh, click that subscribe button, uh, and it really helps us out. It really helps us out. It really helps us out. Also, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, did any uh, Lucifer us? Did anyone else enjoy the music in Getting Over It? Uh I mean, we've only I haven't played that. We game haven't yet. played it yet, but we've watched I almost it. bought it. And I, I, if if you want us to play it, just gift it to us. Anyway, but please uh, don't do that to me. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll play it. I'll I'll, I'll go first. Uh, but I love the jazz stuff that they that the the smooth stuff that they incorporate into it. That helps level me out. If that game didn't have it smooth jazz in the background, people would be just, breaking their computers. I feel like that would make that it guy would have got murdered me. by now. Like, Okay, I'd be like, imagine that game okay. with like some Rammstein, like. <laughs> I think that would make it better. I would feel more motivated. I think I would feel better about it. Like that would keep me motivated. Uh, Whereas the calming know. stuff, I think, would have the opposite effect. I'd be like, no, 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 I am done. Not again. Not again. <laughs> um, did will? Uh, oh, I also I also talked about uh, levels. Did y'all have like a favorite level or a moment from from a game this year? Uh, a couple of the boss fights in Shadow War were pretty cool. Um, honestly, all of my f- when I think of like gaming moments that are my best of the year, they're all in PUBG. <laughs> Not even like winning in like chicken dinners, like accidentally shooting my friends and stuff like that, what? or like. What? flipping the jeep into a building and then it explodes stuff crazy stuff like that like for me those are all that's why that game is so good and that's why it's my game of the year is there's just not another game like that that simultaneously can get my heart rate pumping and make mm-hmm. me really really focused and intent on what's going on and then also we can jump into another game and spend 20 minutes just driving around cracking jokes you know shooting each other in the back of the head having a fun silly time like it's just a it's just a very unique experience to that game kicking back having an energy drink with the homies yes not a red bull not a red bull no no energy drink Definitely you not. see that they change the the coloring they change the skin nice yeah oh. <laughs> rightfully time. so Yep. Did you have a, did you have a level that that popped out? Uh, so I've I've got two in mind. Uh, there's there's a musician dream sequence in Night in the Woods, mm-hmm. which is just absolutely astounding. That's one of the ones I was talking about earlier. And then a level as a whole in Near, there's the amusement park level. Just that was the one where I just dead stop, like sat there crying after a couple of repeats of that level. Wow. Um, mm. The just. 
Yeah, that game. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of it just changes, feelings. just changes and morphs and, and grows into different things. And huh. it's surprising and <coughs> breathtaking in a lot of cases. Uh, there, are, without being specific, I mean, there are a couple of, of levels in What Remains of Edith Finch mm. that you start and you go. Oh no! <laughs> I know which one you're thinking of. There's two. Well, okay. there, there, there's two. I, I definitely know one of them. Uh, uh, but but yeah, w- without being specific, because you got to play it and you got to experience it. But it, it tells the story of this of of the various members of the family, and and for some people, it may start a little bit more. You know where it's going to go than others. Uh, but there's a couple that are just huh. Did Ghost Recon Wildlands come out this year? Yes, it did. Yeah, that has to be up there on my. I think it would be up too. on Patrick's too. Yeah. It's it's such a great game. Mm-hmm. That's a really good game. They really nailed that. It one. was fun. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's like a excellent sandbox. It's like Grand Theft Auto in the oh, jungle great. with yeah. with a squad of black ops mercenaries. Like, but still oh. driving around like yeah. yeah, off a mountain. Yeah, I wish the driving was a little bit better in that game, but it's not what the game uh, is about. It's all it's have. When did you play it? Because they did I mean, a launch. Yeah, they did a rebounce pass of all the vehicles. Because yeah. like the helicopter would, mm-hmm. was a nightmare to fly <laughs> before. Yeah, now it's <laughs> yes, way it better. It's way uh, better. So the last thing that we're going to mention is uh, uh, you, you've already kind of mentioned it, and I think I can already tell your answer. But what game, either from 2017 or not, are, oh, you, I know where this is are going. you going to be returning to the most? Do you think? I mean, game from 2017 or not? But I know both of your answers. I mean, League of Legends and PUBG. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I will play Destiny when the expansion comes out. I'm going to bitch about it the whole time, but I will play it. Um, but those are probably the two. Also, Shadow of War is supposed to have when that, whenever that expansion actually drops, mm. not with new orcs, but with actually like missions and stuff to do. I'll definitely go back to that. Like a good post game. Yeah, yeah. There's supposed to be like a thing where you play in another area as like a one of the other characters. Okay. So that should be interesting because that should be like a new move set and stuff. But I dig it. We'll see. What do you think, Stace? What are you going to be playing the most? I mean, aside from the obvious of Overwatch, which we're not going to count in this case. Um, I mean, one of the games that I keep going back to over and over again is Final Fantasy XV. Really? Um, well, whenever they release the expansion, I go I go back and I play it. And honestly, the only reason I stopped playing that game is because I ran out of things to do. For all of its <laughs> flaws, that was a world that I love being in. If there were more things, I did the stupid jumping dungeon because i was so desperate for something to do yeah my roommate okay. d- did that all those all, all the horrific there's if i had a dollar for every time i came home from work and he's sitting on the couch fishing <laughs> just, to get 100 completion it's a world i love being in and if there was unlimited content i would play that game non-stop it yeah. really really created that kind of an environment for me so those are some solid choices. I mean, Overwatch is is my like, eh, yeah, it's Overwatch. Uh, <clears throat> but I, th- I mean, and and I would even say something in that same degree would be Minecraft, just because I haven't. The, I think the longest I've gone without playing Minecraft has been like two months, mm-hmm. three months. But some some part of the game makes me want to go back to it. Whether it's oh, I haven't played this in a while, and I'm going to go back. Or oh, I want to build something because I'm I don't usually like building something. My design choices are really stupid. Uh, <laughs> I get it, Steve. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, Minecraft, Overwatch, but those are like holdouts. I I would say, um, I think I mean 
I, I, I think I'm going to do as close to 100% as I can while staying sane of Zelda. I'd yeah. like to go back to that world. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, that is that is one that I would like to go spend countless hours in. I just figured out how to not get struck by lightning, which was great. I was running around in a storm with a big Were old... Were you holding a... I had an axe and a metal shield, and it just started to spark. And I yeah. went, ah, wait, 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 wait! And I got under a thing. I pulled out a torch, which is wood, and a wooden shield. And then I ran around, and I stopped sparking. Um, Good, call. Good call. But yeah, the, the environmental stuff, uh, I... I love being in that world, and I don't feel pressure to be in that world, just like I don't feel pressure to be in Minecraft or anything else. I, I like it a lot. Um, man, uh, Lucifer in chat. Hi, Devin. Uh, I keep going back to Ark. Get sick of it, and then when we start a new map, new mods, it's a whole different game. Yeah, I, I think with those survival stuff, it depends on where you get dropped, what mm-hmm. you have spawned in the area. Uh, Stardew, I gotta get back to AC Syndicate sometime soon. Man, that. You've not finished that one? I haven't finished Well, it's that playing one. on PC, and I didn't like it. Oh, that's right. What? Do you have a controller that you plug no, in? No, I That's need why. to do that. Oh. See, I need uh, Hellblade. Plays Assassin's is a, Creed controller see, exactly. with a keyboard. Who I does didn't that? know. Okay, I got it on sale okay. on on Steam because I couldn't find it in a store anywhere. Fifteen dollars, you can go to GameStop and get a used. They didn't box have it. Yeah. It was right after it had been on sale, so they didn't have it. So I was like, well, whatever. I really want to play this. So I got it for PC, and then I didn't plug in a controller, and that was my fault. <laughs> it's, but that's the same thing with um, Hellblade. I haven't gone back to it yet because I haven't plugged in my, compl- yeah. my controller. And I feel like that would also be high up on my list for this year, too. That happened to me with uh, Witcher 3 when I started playing yeah. on PC. I was trying to play with a key- like master keyboard, and that's it was just probably pretty god-awful. That yeah. doesn't sound fun. The controller was played. Uh, thank you better. to uh, Lucifer Catnip. For subscribing. Thank you very much, Devin. Uh, we got that new sub hype. Uh, we love you. You're going into the... Nailed it. Uh, it if you want to just go and, and hang out, uh, I, I built a hall of subscribers in Minecraft and streamed it. Oh, so uh, a lot of our a lot of our subscribers from the past couple of, of weeks. Not yet, because I'm making a like a, a big host oh, area okay, where it's you. like platinum. A bigger shrine. A bigger shrine, much bigger. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to go check that out, that's also in our VODs. We did uh, a fair amount of streaming this week, and we're going to do a good amount this next week, too. Uh, that's it. We named our, our game of the year as PUBG, but we got a lot of other choices in there, too. What do you what do you refer to as your... What the hell am I saying? Words. What do you what consider... The, what do you consider your game of the year for 2017? Please let us know on Twitter. Our uh, group Twitter is InventoryFullPT. Uh, let us know in a comment in this video, wherever you may be seeing it on, because we're in various locations. Uh, or you can hit us up individually on Twitter. Stacy, where can the folks find you on Twitter? And what are you going to be playing this week? You can find me on Twitter at Stacy Shuttles, uh, all across the web also. I'm going to be playing more Assassin's Creed probably this week, and a lot more Shadow of War, because mm-hmm. that is a lot of fun. I'm also going to be playing and watching a lot more Overwatch because Overwatch Yeah, if you want all the hot takes on Overwatch League, uh, follow you as well as myself. Because, oh boy, do we have them hot takes. Yeah. Nate. Uh, What's up, guys? (laughs) You can find me on all social media at DogLikeNate. I'll be playing League of Legends, of course, because new season's starting, so uh, I'm not going to play with you. Um, but we can probably play some PUBG. Get at me on Twitter. And, ooh, Division. If you play Division, I need people to run incursions with. So we can do uh, uh, LFG on our Discord. 
We can. Yeah, yeah. Our, our Discord link is down below uh, anywhere that you're watching this. Uh, and if you want that link as well, tweet at us and we'll, we'll get you in on it. But if you want LFG, if you want to play with us on anything, please hit us up there and, and we'll, we'll get more into that. Uh, I'm the Internet's Mark Budonica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark Budonica. Also make sure to follow Patrick at P to the D's. He will make sure to tell you what his Game of the Year stuff is because he's very vocal about that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be playing Overwatch. Uh, I'm going to be playing some... I want to play more Cuphead. And and some Zelda, but I probably won't stream Zelda. Maybe I've I've been doing a lot of fan polls f- for like, hey, what should I stream? And Zelda hasn't been winning. Mm. I'm surprised that both Cuphead and WWE 2K18 beat it in polls. But whatever, that's what y'all want to watch. If that's what y'all want to watch, we'll give you what you want. Uh, make sure to follow and subscribe here. And uh, thanks again to the Popcorn Talk Network for for hosting us here. Uh, you can follow them at the Popcorn Talk. Thank you to Steve in the booth. Thank you to everybody here, and we'll see you on Twitch. Bye. Everybody. Delete Mercy. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.